my god, I'm starting to shake, man. I know. Just don't open yourself up to them. Quiet, man. Do I'm not quiet. say you're starting to shake. Okay. I am don't open yourself up to them. That can be dangerous. Come here. Do it. Stop running. Go back in. Do not run. Go back in. Come fight me in the dark. I want to provoke the hell out of him. Welcome to Come Fight Me in the Dark the only podcast with the temerity to cross any border to battle Zack and the Gak. <laughs> I'm Joel Kleiberger. And I'm Eric Hoofnagel. American. Born in the USA. <laughs> and I'm here to stay. Yeah, I mean, we don't have much of a choice because we don't have marketable skills to leave anywhere. No. <laughs> we could claim asylum somewhere. I don't know. I don't know... If we can anymore, I don't think Americans are welcome anywhere. <laughs> no, probably not. I no, mean, if we no. had really good skills, if we were like doctors. This episode has a couple of examples of why the world <laughs> is and should be done with the general American populace. And I think we should get right into it as yeah? we talk yeah. about Let's uh, do it. <laughs> Ghost Adventures uh, Season 7, Episode 3. The Copper Queen and the Oliver House. All over it. All over that All house. over it. Bisbee may be the most haunted town in the entire state of Arizona. Stories of greed, lust, and ultimately murder are part of its dark history, which may explain why ghosts still haunt this now sleepy and eclectic town. This is a weird place. With Border Patrol nowhere in sight, it's time to make a walk for the border. What's that? Some kind of cop. A cop? Are we supposed to be up this far? This is only one way to find out. Why are so many people we're seeing to say Bisbee's real weird? I see Bisbee's a bunch of artists. You know, some of the people that come here and seem possessed before they get here. Yeah, I, I can see. How many people that are now dead came through this hotel? How many fights? How much sex? I'm talking about all emotions. Ah, oh, the border. Right over there is Mexico. Looks like America, <laughs> to be honest. Uh-oh. Come here, come here, come here. Uh-oh. It's okay. Don't worry about it. We don't know what we're doing. We got a boy, we got a guy racing over here right now in a Jeep. At this point, it's obvious we are gonna be busted. Check it out. They guard Mexico with porta potties. <laughs> oh, oh, and it's is open. There's someone in there. We are in the historical town of Bisbee, Arizona. <laughs> the greed and lust in this sleepy town. Yes, this greed and lust of the mines with all the prostitution, deaths, and whoring. And now <laughs> it's just filled with uh, a new fear of Zach's, which is old hippies. Oh. My God. And before we even dip into that, Joel. Oh, God. I you know. know what time it is. I know. It is time for a fashion report. <laughs> Yeehaw. Give me the thermometer, Aaron, real quick. Dude. Look at me, dude. Wow. Wow. Look at my body. Whoa. Check this out, man. Dude. You look weird, bro. 
ye fucking rebel spirit ha. This is like a Pokemon evolution of Zack being on theme for Western towns. It gets deeper and deeper every single time it happens. <laughs> I fucking... <sighs> Rodeo clown. Full on goth rodeo clown. Like every time he fucking puts on his rebel spirit shit, it gets more extreme. Yeah, this rebel spirit western shirt is oh, the loudest thing I've seen fuck, a human dude. being wear. It's not the craziest one he's ever worn, because at least it has a central theme. Yeah. Which is Western. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the big skull on the back surrounded by fucking revolvers. Yeah. In like a halo. The the punk belt buckle that looks bullet adjacent. The black hat and the black jeans with patches on it. Black jeans with, with red stitching. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Vampire Lord. It is unfortunate that Zack is not exactly great at enmeshing himself in other cultures because... The next step for him in his ever-evolving rebel spirit cowboy regalia Mm -hmm. is to go to, like, a Mexican grocery store where they have the, like, the rodeo (gasps) boots. pointed shoes. Exactly. long pointed shoes. Yes. Oh, my God. Points that go all the way up to the mid-calf. God damn it. Can you imagine Zach trying to hunt ghosts in those, like... Fucking shoes that point up into his fucking eyes. The number of times he's going to get the point, like, hooked under a calf high thing and just trip over. The amount of times he'd fall down a flight of stairs. The amount of time the IR light is going to bounce off of the shine of his pointed shoes. All he'd have to do is just grab the ends and become a wheel. Yeah. And just roll down the stairs. (laughs) I realized, oh, man. So I, I... I couldn't figure out what it said on his sleeve Mm -hmm. and I looked it up and it says a royal way of life. And that's rebel spirits tagline. Mm. And it remains their tagline and their website is amazing. The fact that it's a royal way of life, because I don't think the Royals, no royalty would ever wear anything like this unless they're trying to blend in with the common folk. (laughs) Yeah, no, this is definitely something that (laughs) Prince Charles trying to escape the palace would wear. Like, oh, yes, I'm going down to a hip biker bar and no one will think twice about looking at me or my sausage fingers. He had to tape his ears down and put a a bandana over him. (laughs) Big aviators. Vroom, vroom, me jet. Do you see how many roses are upon my jacket? Quite cool. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, shit. The fashion is is off the chain, but it's already immediately <laughs> overshadowed. By the local flavor. The, a local flavor just grabs Zach by the shoulder and starts shaking him. It's like, do you know about the Buddha? Do you know about Buddhism? And Zach, of course... Of course, it's like, well, I got a Buddha at home. But I don't know. He just thought he was like a stupid fat idiot. He makes me laugh. <laughs> he looks like Aaron. He's like fat and bald. Fat idiot who's smiling all the time. It's fucking I th- funny. <laughs> I thought it was a little a little garden gnome of Aaron. Dude. No, don't, dude. Listen, man. No, this don't do with you. I love this interaction between Robert Moondragon. <laughs> 
and Zach Bagans because it's it's two different ends of white people misinterpreting Buddhism where Zach is like, yeah, I got some Buddhas at home. And then Robert Moondragon being like, Buddhism is easy. It's just peace and love, brother, which is dude, not bullshit. No. Bullshit, yeah. dude. Oh, my God. Also, Robert Moondragon is clearly like some high level druid. Mm-hmm. Like exile, he's like an exiled archmage with yeah. all his fucking face tats that were he's provided so... by the spirits, according to oh, him. My God, dude! I feel like I'm an acid trip. They waste no time in making it clear to us that Bisbee is a cursed town. Yeah, it's cursed by an, a, a gigantic plague of boomer artists. Yeah, chain-smoking, bearded, exiled wizards. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking ex-hippies that probably do still vote Republican, but are still far out there. Dude, I was gonna say, like, it's 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 got its charm, but man, I bet QAnon fucking steamrolled that town. Oh yeah, but and what is it with boomer art where it's all the same shit? Like, is there no original ideas that come out of that community? It's all play a drum, wear a headband, and makes women statues of women with six boobs. Like that's all they can do. I don't get it. It's so boring. Well, just wait. Just wait. We'll have our own weird exiled magic class. They're, they're going to be technomancers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. It's going to be a bunch of people our age when we're in our like mid to late 50s and yeah. we no, don't have any marketable skills. So, yeah, we just we're just all going to have our fucking like Quest 2 headsets on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just sad neuromancers. Yeah, I mean, our our generation's uh, art that is going to be laughed at is just everybody with a, a fucking YouTube channel still making Let's Plays of video games from the 1990s. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Trying, trying to be a like a like a really intense net runner, but all you have is a fucking flipper zero and and a fucking iPhone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I could turn your TV off. Whoa! Shut up and get in the car. Well, this town is filled with wizards. There is an obvious witch uh, sitting on the side of the road with yes. her staff smoking cigarettes. People come here, they're already lost their minds. <laughs> All fucking nomadic fucking magic slingers, each one of them. We could already see the tearing of the fabric of, of reality as they're trying to find their first interviewee. And as they approach Renee Gardner at five minutes and 26 seconds, we see a bizarro Zach wearing almost a reflection of this oh outfit <laughs> that Zach is wearing. Well, Joel, that's just the local police. Because <laughs> <laughs> they already got fucking pulled over by somebody being like, yo, are you a cop? You yeah. look exactly like the Bisbee police. <laughs> <laughs> we get introduced to Renee Gardner, a paranormal historian and... Of Bisbee. Of Joel. Bisbee. A bit just Bisbee paranormal historian, which mm-hmm. is about as niche a fucking career as you could ever have. Yeah. Hey, she's making it work for her and she's trying to make uh, the first example of unsettling animal print that I've seen in this episode work for her. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> it works better than the than the second example. <laughs> yeah, but we'll get there. Uh, she tells the story of God. Take a drink. Yet another uh, here we go. woman killing herself. And she, and and what a fucking dumbass fucking story. Or she's like, oh, I fucked a John and he was married and I fell in love and he didn't want me. Yeah, I mean, it's it's boring. It's fucking played out. And we know in our world, men commit suicide way more <laughs> way than more. women. Where is the story of the soiled doves of boys killing themselves because they're scorned? Because that shit happens. Well... See, Joel, uh, like a later haunting they do speak about, men kill a bunch of people first and then themselves. (laughs) Yeah, this is true. (laughs) And it's not as tragic. (laughs) (laughs) I do have to say, you have to put in the audio Mm -hmm. of Zach saying, people who stay in this room see the sultry apparition dancing at the foot of their bed. We, it's been a bit since we've gotten a really good thur. Oh, such a solid thur. To this day, several guests have witnessed the sultry silhouette of a female apparition dancing at the foot of the bed inside that very same room. Zach outs himself <laughs> as being fucking obsessed with dead sex workers. Yes. <laughs> He's obsessed with dead sex workers. And, you know, I can look past Renee's questionable, I don't like animal print fashion. It's gross to me, but whatever. I can look past that because she is the first person to make Zach feel uncomfortable for it. Yeah, the second person is apparently Billy in the editing suite. Every time we have investigated prostitute hauntings, Mm -hmm. which is one of my favorites, They've been really good. They've been active. They've been active? Well... And you enjoy investigating prostitute hauntings? Yes. <laughs> yeah. At the Copper Queen, there's two spirits. There's scored woman, boring, and tiny boy, Billy. And there is definitely an impish spirit in this episode, and it is Billy, but it's our <laughs> Billy Tully. Yeah, unfortunately. Really working the edits... <laughs> Another Billy that doesn't like bath time. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I think it finally kind of settled in in this episode for Zach that maybe his obsession with dead sex workers and trying to fuck them is not okay. Well, I mean, and it's so funny because, like, he believes the story immediately for I don't know what reason. Like, why isn't he nagging this woman? (laughs) It's because it plays into his fucking narrative that promiscuity is sinful yes and and these these soiled doves could never find real love but they could find his dick in their ghost mouths (laughs) if only if only (laughs) i'm sorry i just felt something touch me in this area here (laughs) after zach gets put on blast they talk to uh matthew fink the copper queen employee who his story is he, he walked out to the front door to lock things down, and in the less than a minute it took for him to do that, somebody moved a heavy couch and chair in the, the main room. And, and Zach decides to be like, you know what? I'm pretty tough. I'm pretty buff. Uh, I'm gonna, we're going to do, like, time me. Time me how fast I could do this, right? Come on. 
I could do it. Fuck it. Under a minute? How about under 30 seconds? Go. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Uh, He gets deeply emasculated by the furniture. Oh, my God. And look. Uh, So heavy. I'm sorry. I will tell you. I have moved couches that are of that type yeah. at, my jo- at my last job, and mm. they are f- made of fucking iron, man. They are fucked. Oh, they're incredibly heavy, which does not prevent the impish spirit of Billy Boy from <laughs> flashing that, oh, what did we learn from this? Number one, Zach's out of shape. Burn. Yeah, what happened? Bi- Why is Billy so mad? I think that... It's because that he has gotten used to being involved and Zach didn't bring him along. Didn't bring him along, but he did bring his laptop. That's right. He (laughs) stole the DJ Inferno laptop and Billy is just sitting in a cuck van somewhere with no entertainment. Without his his laptop. (laughs) Well, we'll see who has the last laugh on this next episode. (laughs) I'm going to make him look like a little... Bitch, mm. I, I will learn him good. <laughs> well, and how do you? What do you feel about this test? This this experiment? What do you think about the veracity it's of this? Filler. It's filler. It's so silly. Well, and I, I love the the notion that the ghosts who often struggle to push a ball suddenly have the power to rearrange furniture. That is a really interesting thing yeah most poltergeist activity they move things that are easy to move yeah like knocking something off of a ledge or opening a a, a drawer or something mm-hmm. this is full-on like poltergeist the steven spielberg movie where like the kitchen is rearranged and shit like, yeah this this is so far above what should be possible from spirits and what has never been captured on camera ever, ever. Yeah. Yeah. To me, it's in that category of all these people like I was picked up and thrown across the room. Yeah. Ten, it's like, nah, dog, that ain't you happening. fell over. Yeah. <laughs> your, your fat ass fell over. Yeah. You tripped in the dark, dude. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah. You forgot where the couch was and yeah. you came back and we're like, Oh, I should probably move that into a different spot. How did it end up here? Or board employees were fucking with them and they had furniture dollies. Yeah. Yeah. It's not that hard to play a prank on somebody. If you plan the prank or it's fucking hyperbole stories like this, bum me out. They they're stupid because bums you out. <laughs> I mean, like there's what he can't take a fucking picture. <laughs> I'm just imagining you sitting like fetal in the fucking in the <laughs> oh, shower, God, just thinking fucking, about it. The story was so boring. <laughs> but uh, you know, we go over to our our next very important guest. But first, <laughs> Zach has to uh, avert his gaze towards oh my God, the most beautiful thing he's ever seen. That. That right there, Zach, my friend, is called a woman. Hachi machi. I also love that, like, right before he walks into the saloon and sees a nude female image, which blows his mind. Yeah. Uh, he He's clearly over the show. <laughs> I don't know if he was, like, trying to continue the bit that he was, like, tired from moving the couch. 
Yeah. If he's actually just done. He's so fucking tired of being on the show. He's like, <laughs> all right, so now we're going to go into the saloon. And there's and... such a long pause. So, beat, beat, beat. <laughs> we're going this here saloon now. It's really great, guys. I'm really having fun. <laughs> But he is revitalized immediately because he gets <laughs> horny for a painting of what Nick says is a real woman. Mm-hmm. But before his penis can really get into the sensation, Aaron has to come barging forward with his own penis and slam it into a <laughs> stool that causes Zach to get angry and put him into penis jail. Yeah, yeah. Aaron busts his balls, so so Zach has to go over and bust his balls. Yeah. I can't believe these men are adults. That is a theme of the show, yes. It is difficult to, <laughs> to conceptualize this. Doing the whole, like, shaming of, of Goodwin. Putting him in a, a an encirclement of stools so he cannot escape. Are you serious? Who you started the interview? Oh my man! Here, hang on. Just stay there. Just come here. Come here. Watch yourself. Stay within the chair. Okay. You're staying right there. Right there. Okay. Do not move. Aaron. Seriously. Are you mad at me? Are you mad at me? Do you like me? Do you like me? Do you like me? Do you like me? Meanwhile, bartender. Karen Shinnick. Shank. Karen Shank. (laughs) That's Karen Shank. She begins to try and tell her story. And I think this was going to be one of those situations where Zach wanted to touch a woman on the butt because that's what her story is. She got a real tug. She got a real good tug. Real Billy tugging. Real good Billy tugging on her butt area. But uh, Zach saw her jaundiced cheetah tattoo <laughs> on her arm and was like, eh. <laughs> I mean, that was my oh, reaction. Like, God, dude. Oh. Su- dude, like, uh, oh, that is, that is such a rough tattoo. There are levels of white trash tattoos, and that is so That's high. S tier. S tier. <laughs> No, it looks like her hand, her arm is gangrenous. <laughs> it's disgusting. I feel bad now. Listen, I don't know what happens in these small, out-of-the-way towns. A lot of weird, bad choices with tattoos. That's what we're learning right now. Bisbee, per capita, has, like, the worst tattoos. From just our small sampling. No tattoo artist in Bisbee has ever tried to talk a customer down. They're like, oh, you want a bunch of fucking tattoos all over your face, old man? Yeah, sure, dude. The the guy, like, turned to him and he's like, hey, man, you're not going to get a job. And he's like, what am I? Who am I kidding? Like, (laughs) you're an exiled wizard. (laughs) Robert Moondragon has a job and it's it's spreading the word of the Buddha. It's like, all right, dude, fine. Give me the money. Let's yeah. do this. <laughs> I don't have money, but I do have these shiny turquoise rocks. I do have some shiny rocks. They're they're mostly shiny if you get them wet. Yes. Very shiny. Robert Moondragon always believes in the practice of ass, grass, or cash. And I certainly have <laughs> ass and grass. 
Oh, God. <laughs> we just captured a Class A EVP of a male voice saying, what up? Zach, yet again, makes the weirdest suggestion about where spirits go when they die. Because mm. he's like, he's standing there with Karen, and he's like, he's like, just think about it. This this hotel, this this saloon's been open for, for over 100 years. Just think about all the people came in here, had drinks, and are dead now. <laughs> and even Karen has to, like, cock her head at him. Like, are you implying, sir, <laughs> that... Anyone who had a drink here and then died at some point later is now going to haunt the the copper the copper queen saloon. Hey, it's all liquid, baby. Hey, it is a vortex. Well, no. Our next location is a oh, vortex, as fuck. described by Re- Renee Gardner, who takes them to the Oliver House. We have one substantiated guy getting shot in the head. <laughs> Because he owed a bunch of money to the money man. And he was fucking the money man's wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So who is the money man? Is that a banker? It's the guy that if you kill him, lots of coins pop out. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) He's real quick. Yeah, he's like a treasure goblin in Diablo. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> well, uh, no no coins drop when the, the person who cheated the money man got shot in the head. But perhaps when sh- Deputy Sheriff Guy... <laughs> Fucking a cab, dude. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> apparently, a, a a cop got mad that his wife was seeing another man at the Oliver House, so he went in and killed everyone. <laughs> killed everybody. Killed the wife. Killed the guy she was cheating on him with, and then for good measure, killed everybody else in the room, and then himself. <laughs> and then himself. What a massive loser. Yeah. Yeah. No proof. No of evidence. Course. No. Which which that would have been a huge story. Yes. We're talking about a time. So it's the 1930s. This is not far from when the Vasilla Axe murders happened. And those dominated the headlines for months. So it can't it fucking can't be true. Because that yeah. would have been a huge fucking story. And all those fucking dickheads on the radio. Yeah. Massive killing in uh, Bisbee, Arizona. Shock and awe and horror. <laughs> Widows weeping as three men are shot dead by a sheriff gone rogue. Was he on the wacky tobacco? Maybe he was smoking some of that jazz cabbage. Watch out there, <laughs> ladies and gents, and stay clean. This is a message from the U.S. government. <laughs> no, uh... it, again, this is, it's too recent. It's too many people. If it's Tales of the Old West... Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I thought. I was like, oh, yeah, a sheriff in the Old West. He's like, he is the law. You yeah. know, maybe maybe a fucking acorn hit the ground nearby. So he just fucking unloaded on everyone. An acorn hit the ground as his wife was getting her own nut. <laughs> Zach wants to get to the bottom of it. And to the bottom, he will get. But first, he has to talk to the owner of the Oliver House, Patty Hill, who looks bored as fuck to be there. Dude, I wrote in my notes and said, Patty Hill clearly doesn't like these assholes already. <laughs> I mean, Patty Hill has the the face of a woman who moved to an, uh, an artistic community filled with white people. For the culture. Yeah, for the culture. <laughs> For the culture. She moved to Bisbee for the culture. Yeah, and she and now she sees Zach Bagans dressed as he is, and 
she's like, this is exactly the kind of masculine energy I wanted to get away from. So good luck fighting the ghosts. Good luck, boys. Her story is so boring. And also fucking disgusting. (laughs) I know. (laughs) One time, wind blew a door shut and blew a tissue in used tissue with lipstick and yellow dried goo on the on the rim clearly pus and blood i was gonna say a post bj rag but sure pus and blood (laughs) okay yeah (laughs) either of those don't pick it up yeah yeah. so disgusting yeah disgusting and easily disproven as not being paranormal (laughs) just imagine i just imagine like karen's getting off getting off work you know and she's just like presses her lips on the thing and she just goes (laughs) and then just tosses it and a wind catches it and throws it in this woman's fucking attic yeah just fucking sucking down a cigarette she's got lung cancer but she doesn't know it yet Yeah, and then it floats majestically on an unseasonable wind as a door closes like behind the it. Beginning of Forrest Gump. Exactly. Speaking of trash, the boys go down to the fucking border. And oh my Zach God, says, dude. build that wall. The boys didn't get enough of it. Uh arresting sex workers in Portland, Oregon. So now they're at the border and they're like, hey, let's see if we can do a ride along with fucking border patrol and see if we can't kneecap some of these migrants. Yeah, they go go to the border to check it out for whatever reason and they hear gunshots and they're like, oh man, we gotta get in on this. (laughs) These boys clearly have never been out in the county. You hear gunshots a lot because it's the county. Right? It's, yeah. it's somebody shooting a coyote that's trying to eat their chickens, you know? Yeah. I mean, they just drove past some people who had two deer hanging from their tree in front of their house. Yeah. Oh, it's it's just... that or Border Patrol are taking pot shots at Mexicans, you know? There you go. Yeah. Either one is just none of their, they, they are not for them. Which, that's what the Border Patrol apparently said to them. Cause, but Zach does not take no for an answer, as we have seen often. I love that they put fucking this, like, cool guy music. Oh, while they're, yeah. <laughs> they're like, couple of guys getting up on the border, hitting badass boys, getting on a... Don't do this at home, because we're doing it in slow-mo. We're too badass. We're cowboys. Yeah. <laughs> and it all comes to nothing as... God, so unfortunate, because I wish there had been some, like, the, uh, a dropped sideways camera yeah. shot of Zach getting fucking roughed up by the fucking border patrol. Oh, a fucking SUV comes peeling out, <laughs> lights blaring, and Zach, and you just hear, come on, Aaron gets yeah, tased. They, oh, and, man, dude. Yeah, and they're like, they're like, where's your papers? They're like, yeah. oh, I'm a, I'm a citizen. They're like, yeah, fucking right. Are you a coyote? Are you a coyote? What are you waiting for? Are you waiting for a drop? You look like you're trying to dress up like the Bisbee police. What's going on? Are you impersonating an officer to get Mexicans <laughs> into this country? Sir, you're going to jail. Yeah, I would have loved that. But uh, to cap off a shit scene, it's just porta potties. Yeah. 
dumb and annoying. I also do love that Aaron is like, it looks like America over there, which, you know. God, that part is, that could have been the, the, the beautiful moment where they realize that borders are fake and, and, and fucking most of Texas and Arizona were Mexico anyways. Yes. In fact, all, but yeah. So fucking dumb, dude. Yeah. I know, I know, but instead it's just Aaron being like, Ugh, the it looks like every, every, all the land looks like America. Uh, that's I why hate it that America. Ours. Yes, we should take it over. Why is it? <laughs> why don't we just move the borders further south, dude? Why don't we just scoot the border, dude? Why don't we do that for the episode instead? Yeah, Trump, scoot the border, twenty twenty four. Yeah, scoot the scoot the border. <laughs> I'm going to text Trump right now. That could be his slogan. <laughs> yeah, his new slogan, scoot the border. <laughs> We're going to, just a scotch, just a scotch, just a little farther south. We're just going to lift it up, lift it up, scoot. We're going to take the walls that we have and move it south. Move it south. Who's going to do it? Who's going to lift the wall and scoot it south? It's going to be the Mexican. Hard working, but not welcome. Not work, <laughs> not welcome. <laughs> They're going to lift it up and scoot it south. <laughs> And then bing, bang, boom, boom, boom. Suddenly, more <laughs> bing land bong, for us. Bong, bong, bing, bong. bing, bong, bing, bong, <laughs> bing, bong. We get them to lift it, and then we tell them to go. This is reality, dude. <laughs> I know. This is the fucking reality we have to live with for the Which next is a warlocks. five years. We're not making light of this. We're desperately depressed. <laughs> I'm so fucking depressed. <laughs> This is how Ghost Adventures crew gets locked down. I can't wait to get locked in here. I'm just pumped. You guys pumped? Yeah. Let's go get this started. I'm nervous. No! Double lockdown. Double lockdown, baby. Never a good sign. <laughs> they start at the Oliver house, and this is such an odd segment to me because it kind of is fire. Oh, if you're buying into Ghost Adventures, this segment kind of rules. For the episode entirely, the evidence is pretty good. But, like, based on nothing, you know? We have the history. There's a confirmed murder and a story that's obviously apocryphal. Mm -hmm. But Zach is starting strong with the spirit box. And he's asking who's in the room. And it says, Zach. But it's in that voice, it's in that tone that sometimes comes through the spirit box. It's a little bit creepy. Mm -hmm. And then they get the fucking scream. Yeah, that scares Zach real bad. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it sounds like, like a bad guy dying in doom. Yeah. Um, it's like, oh! Yeah. <laughs> it's not very scary. But, uh, but... It definitely gets through to Zach. I think one of my favorite parts about this whole sequence is Zach is getting really scared by these things, and he refers to them as transference of emotions instead yeah. of just saying, it really scared me. Yeah. <laughs> no, listen, I am not a little bitch, okay? I'm not scared. What you're not getting is that there's a paranormal transference of emotions, and they're negative. Listen, every time I've cried on camera, it's not because I cry, because that's gay. Uh, duh. I was fucking... I got entered by a ghost. Yeah, you try and not be scared when a, a ghost is rolling around on your nut button, okay? <laughs> 
It's a really uncomfortable <laughs> feeling. <laughs> but the next voice they get. I'm angry. <laughs> I'm angry. Oh. Does confirm <laughs> who the spirit is. None other than Top Dog Cowboy, Angie Joe. The roughest, toughest man by far was Ragtime Cowboy Joe. I've been a private investigator, regular investigator. I worked for corrections. I got about 30 years. In a bass voice, rich and deep. You don't tell me nothing! Try it! You ugly ass! Try it! That's my different question. Damn! I had no idea it was a real gun bullet shooting off. I told him I was gonna shoot! Are you evil or angry? What is your name? Yes, as established in our Patreon bonus content, where. <laughs> We, we have crafted an Angie Joe universe where Angie Joe with the biggest gun and biggest bullet is hunting Zach through the multiverse. He is moving time and space and reality with his gunshots because they're so big. That first scream was one of Zach's multiverse clones getting shot by ah! Angie Joe. <laughs> I'm Angie. Boom, boom, boom. And Zach is in dangerous territory because they do go to the Vortex room, which could be a portal to allow Angie Joe into our reality to it's take true. down Alpha Zach Baggins. <laughs> the the pri yeah, prime prime Baggins. He's the primary Baggins in, yeah. the, in this universe. All other multiverse Baggins are lesser than. This is essentially the plot of the one with Jet Li, except for it's Zach Baggins and Angie Joe. Oh, I love it. I fuck it. We're going to make it. We're going to make it with Sora. This shit, I'm telling you, dude, five years from now. Eric, can we finally do our anime of Ghost Adventures? We can. Joel, we can write it into when we get access to Sora, which is going to cost like so much money. I, I, we will save our Patreon money. God damn it. Dude, we can. We can absolutely make a Ghost Adventures anime. Eric, you may have just heard a thud. That was my <laughs> cock getting so erect at this concept. I almost burst through the table. Uh, so Zach gets really mad that he's the only one who's pissing his pants. So he leaves Aaron there. Yeah. He throws Aaron out his bait and he's like, well, me and Nick are going to do some real work. So they go to the fucking vortex suite. And it is explained that this is a vortex because they do a, a split screen because it could be a portal. And regardless of what else is happening here, the chain dragging sound that they get is exactly chain dragging. Yeah, it does sound kind of like they describe it as like sounds like somebody dropping their keys. But as somebody who spent Halloween with actual toe chains around their shoulders and and jingling them and dropping them to scare people at a haunted house it sounded exactly like that it was uncanny wow. Wow. pretty good it's pretty 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 good to top it all off not only do they get chains dragging but Aaron on the EVP when they're discussing it gets a anime laugh like 
<laughs> Nothing personal. This is such a weird segment to me. Because not only do they just cut here and they leave at 11. They leave at like 10.30 to go over to the Copper Queen. Which is like insane. They only had an hour and a half there. Super insane. Because like at this rate, it's like, fuck the Copper Queen. Yeah. Like, do it the next night. Well, and I like I understand budget, time, whatever. But like... The evidence is hot, and if you if you look at what the evidence is, a post-Demon House Zach Bagans would be whored for this. Absolutely. At, well, at least leave Aaron behind. Yeah, split You don't up. have to take everyone with you. He doesn't do shit over at the Copper Queen. This is also, like, the time where they're starting to fall out of sync with the whole, like, peril of being locked in yeah oh obviously because that that plot point has fallen off for this show at this point now there's no longer doors getting locked or screwed shut or whatever yeah it's just like hey let's go in there and just make sure no one's in there yeah there was definitely a meeting where all of them were like hey if we just just say that we're locked down and we just don't make a big deal out of it do you think people are gonna fucking care it's because it was it was peril that was introduced in the show early on yeah. to like sell the the horror of it yeah. and people who watch the show don't give a shit about whether they can leave the location or not no i cuz it doesn't matter cuz they as we've established they easily can cuz they could just yes. go out a window or cool a man Aaron through the wall <laughs> I do love the idea of, of, of like fucking trebuchet, like Aaron and or Zach and Zach and Nick just hold Aaron's legs and feet, yeah, and legs legs and hands, and like fucking bash his head into the door, <laughs> or they have a big rubber band and they pull Aaron back on the rubber oh. band and launch him. <laughs> but but yeah, this oh, the, the shift of the Copper Queen is so sudden when. A, a now Zach would have been like, this is demonic and it's taunting us. You get Zach and I'm angry, a scream, the sounds of chains dragging and laughter at them. Mm-hmm. That's like classic demon recipe. We're going to class A demon haunting. But they got a schedule. So they got to go over to the Copper Queen and make some fat dude feel anxiety. <laughs> Extreme anxiety. <laughs> Dan, you ready to lock us in yeah, your hotel? Locked in. Gotta remember this this hotel, is it right? It was built 1902. This is the longest yep. running, continually it's, operated hotel in Arizona, right? Yes. 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 I can't remember the gentleman's name. He seems kind of stunned to be on camera. <laughs> yeah, and Zach hits him with like a gotcha question right away. Yeah. He's like, this is the oldest and longest running hotel in Arizona, right? And he's like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And they're like, yeah. And he's like, yeah. Yeah, dude, I just work here. I want to go home. He's like, look, dude, like I we've we've sold it as that. But like, I don't know if that's true. (laughs) That seems pretty, pretty broad. And I don't think I'm going to do the research to find out. So I'm just going to say, yeah, yeah. yeah. Can you guys go in? I want to go home. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's way past my bedtime. (laughs) <laughs> I gotta go go make sure my family is safe from all the exiled wizards in town. 
Yeah, listen, Robert Mood Dragon is out there. I saw him with a drum. I don't know what he's doing. I forgot to put salt on my doorstep, and I didn't smudge this morning, so I need to get home. You know, Nick, it reinforces this quiet bedtime Bisbee as he's like, listen, you know, I know we're in a city, but uh, it's dead quiet here. Nothing's happening. Which, of course... There is not going to be any noise contamination in this boomer artist hellhole. They're all asleep. Until Robert Moondragon has a fucking, he takes a shower that's a little bit too hot and has an acid flashback and starts, begins loudly (laughs) commuting with a Buddha in the street. I think it's when he gets fucking kicked out night on the nightly basis from the local bar. Yeah. <laughs> this isn't very Buddhist of you. Arousing, arousing protests. <laughs> We're all children in Nirvana, bro. We're all equal. Hey, man, don't play me like that, man. Come on. What are you, cops? Wait, dude, have you not read Siddhartha? Just give out the, the <laughs> ale, give out the food. You're supposed to be giving me the booze for free anyways. It's not theft. I put you on my prayer chart, and I think that your business is doing better, right? (laughs) I can pay for beer with beads. I can. Did you not appreciate that 30-minute jam session of me on my drum? (laughs) What's up, dude? That's at least worth three beers. The jukebox was playing rap. I had to destroy it. I had to. (laughs) That is a different rhythm of bad spirits, okay? You and I call it crap music. Oh, <laughs> Robert Moondragon gets dragged out <laughs> back to his grass patch. <laughs> oh, shoot. <laughs> I love this, this uh, reality. I fucking love Bisbee, dude. I want to <laughs> go to Bisbee so bad. <laughs> well, uh, right away in the Copper Queen, they start trying to commune with Billy. And imagining this whole investigation as Zach talking to Billy Tully makes it so fun. Uh, Okay, so like first I wrote in my notes, calmly coaxing someone named Billy is clearly (laughs) not new for Zach. No, that is exactly right. (laughs) And then I also imagine Billy having a really hard time finishing the edit on this whole thing because the whole time he's just got a torqued dick yeah. just so hard <laughs> it's torqued dick but there's also all the notes from zach where zach is like billy can you come out and talk to me please and then it like cuts and zach's like okay billy edit make sure to cut here here and to really like lift up the audio because i think we got something and he's like, oh, oh yes he's saying my name so much but it's so confusing <laughs> which one are the billy notes <laughs> i'm billy i'm billy <laughs> He told me to take a shower. I love the first EVP they get. It, it's, it says, put the rope down, which, yes, I could imagine Zach say, yes, Billy, put the rope down. Autoerotic <laughs> asphyxiation is a dangerous practice. <laughs> Billy, during the editing, is just like, oh, I, oh, okay. okay. <laughs> just slowly takes his head out of the noose. Yeah, he looks over his shoulder at Zach and, like, he releases the tension of his choker collar. Like, I thought... <laughs> Right? You want no? Let's, let let go of the, the rope. Oh, I, I I did have a good number of boner pills before, but okay, <laughs> I I understand. I'm doing my best to listen actively. Uh, <laughs> I 
then <laughs> they cut to the owner saying, if you turn on, <laughs> if you turn on the water in Billy's room, you'll hear a whining or crying, <laughs> which I got to hand it to him for like turning a fucking plumbing problem into cold, hard cash. Oh yeah. Top notch <laughs> grifter. <laughs> We're in a reverse Scooby-Doo. Like most of these places, there's signs. There was a noose hung out in front of the prostitutes fucking hat room. There's Billy room sign. It's, it's the fucking worst. And you know, they, you, they, they get the story of Billy not liking baths. And again, <laughs> I, I do like that Zach turns on the water and demands that Billy screams. And I could just picture Billy being like, oh, no, I am such a dirty little fellow. And I'd hate for Zachary to scrub me clean. I'll scream for you, Zachary. E-you! E-you! This is a good screaming for you, Zachary. I'm so dirty. Don't make me undirty. I want to be dirty. I mustn't bathe. The water's too scalding hot. It's so hot. Oh, master, please wash your fingers. As it gets, they get closer and they get closer. And the spirit box says he's hurt. (laughs) And I think Billy is hurt for not being included. Absolutely. <laughs> the aggression is there. I feel it. Aggression? I don't have any aggression. No, I have aggression towards you because I don't like the way you're treating me. I don't want to be in the circle. Nick, I think, gets finally annoyed by having to listen to the spirit box for this entire evening. It's like, can we can we please just do normal EVPs? I can't listen to that fucking thing anymore. <laughs> I have, I have, I got noise sensitivity shit. I can't imagine listening to that for more than five minutes. <laughs> this is, this begins a, a pretty, again, if you're buying in, a pretty interesting segment. Yeah, we, we start getting some interesting evidence here. As Nick begins the EVP session, they get a couple of knocks, which could be pipes. Because that happens. Could be pipes. Could be a fucking ghost shooting itself in the head to try to (laughs) re-die to get away from Nick. Or it could be the spirit of the perspicacious Billy. Billy! Billy Billy. Little Billy Tuggins! You turn off the water. That's good. I'm going to give you a knock. Knock, knock, knock. Come chase me. (laughs) But Nick turns on the water again. And we we get a little tug. We get a full Billy Tuggins. Billy Tuggins living up to his name. Before they went on, I fully had my trilby locked onto my head. My katana was out. It was twisted into place, and just as the curtain swayed, so did my trench coat sway in the wind. Then my tonto was visible for just a moment. But Zack preemptively jumped in and said, no, 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 I'm too fast for you. I had my blade at Zach's throat, his chin (laughs) down. And when I lifted his chin up with the blade, he was smiling, an impish smile. For he had a blade under your ribs, Mm -hmm. ready to eviscerate you. And he said, uh, Watch your six, brother. 
because they do the good debunking. They fucking did exactly what I thought it was. Because they turn the water on and the curtain pulls in towards the water. And I thought, well, definitely it's the water tugging the tugging the curtain, obviously. But no. Zach Bagans proved. If, again... If you're buying into the the reality of the show, we're assuming they're not being shysters. We're assuming that Billy Tully is not actually there, sitting in the tub going, (laughs) laying naked in the tub. Yeah. (laughs) And he's like, I don't know why I must be nude. Shut up, Billy. It's it's part of the thing. Oh, yes, Zachary. I I wasn't meaning to be impertinent, (laughs) but perhaps... Could I at least put my feet out from under the water? They're getting rather clammy. <laughs> I'm just imagining Billy fully naked with his fucking <laughs> fucking mohawk. Just in if his he's doing his own little fetal sit in the <laughs> His mohawk's erect, his penis is erect because he is <laughs> near Zach saying his name. Yeah. But uh yeah, uh this is pretty damn good and they do mention that all the all the electricity shut off yeah so like it probably wouldn't be like a heater coming on i give this a pass i'm gonna give it a pass as well yes (laughs) i've taken off my trilby i've put it put it back in the sealed container hermetically sealed Zach and I, we withdraw our blades from our our deadly positions at the same time, and we kind of look at each other sideways and say, pretty good, kid. (laughs) Truce. You win this round, Bagans. Next time. Next time. You watch your six. (laughs) And I I disappear to a puff of smoke from an orb I throw on the ground. (laughs) Yeah, you have to blow out a vape cloud and disappear (laughs) into a cherry lime fucking cloud. And you could just see me running away. (laughs) (laughs) Just hobbling off. Zach's like, ugh, okay. That smells bad. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of smells, the boys split up. Zach takes to heart Renee's burn for calling out Zach for how obsessed he is with prostitute ghosts. Oh my God, dude. I can't believe he didn't take this. He got shamed. He got shamed. The power of a conventionally attractive woman in front of Zach Bagans, where he's like, oh, oh, well, geez, I can't. Mm. The only piece of ass in this town that I actually was interested in is uh, yeah. really um, taking me down a notch. So This town's slogan is ask grass or cash and I don't like putting that stuff in my body and I already have enough cash so geez I guess I gotta take this seriously. He does not eat ass. (laughs) No he does not. But uh, Zach is ashamed and so he uses Billy's laptop to start going through the edit. Oh and we get to have Aaron the romantic. Alright good luck man. Thanks man. Well with prostitutes you don't need luck right? (laughs) Still need luck. Fucking flashing those Benjamins. <laughs> Aaron goes to room 315, where, for ghost purposes, he has cash to lure a prostitute. <laughs> oh my god, dude! It's so... Oh my god. The fucking dialogue between him and Nick Ugh. is like, it's poetry and so telling. This is a microcosm of why 
ghost hunting really does need to be in the hands of the women and gays. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> Give it back to Kristen Stewart and fucking Kesha, all right? Fucking painful as Aaron's like, well, hey, you know what? You don't need luck with prostitutes, right? Because you got cash. Nick says so seriously. And so under his breath, too. You, 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 still, you still, still need, need you still need a little luck. You still need some luck. Which, <laughs> what happened, buddy? Yeah, what, Nick? What happened? I'm assuming pre-Volvia or... Nick, hmm. pre-Volvia definitely got nervous and didn't get it up for a prostitute. Yeah. And, uh, and is still reeling from it. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised that Volvia did not bring that up in her interview with Nick. Oh, God. That that her he or, or he got like a bad case of clap or something. <laughs> yeah. He's still mad about it. Yeah, yeah. The scabies. He had to shave every every hair all <laughs> off of his body. He was smooth like a dolphin for like a year. <laughs> He's really down for those ladies under the pier. <laughs> <laughs> it gets worse because, and this is why it should go to the women and gays because these guys have no empathy. The story is that this woman killed herself because she was scorned by the man she loved. But to them, hey, once a whore, always a whore. <laughs> hey, I got some money for you, baby. <laughs> of course, the trigger object for a sex worker is money. Yeah. But that's somehow not a trigger object to, to like, the vast majority of ghosts under capitalism. Yeah. Motherfucker, we're all whores under capitalism, dumb shit. Yeah, don't try and talk to her about her loss or her suicide. You know, just give her a couple hundo for a ghost blowy and she'll go for it. However... Aaron becomes so utterly realistic all of a sudden. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, hey, look, you know, I don't want any sexual favors. I just want to talk. <laughs> <laughs> Which I, I'm, I, you know, if, if Aaron has ever been with a sex worker, that's exactly what went down. <laughs> You know that Zach and Nick hired a prostitute one time for him without his knowledge or consent. And they and they put the, the hidden cameras just like they did in the fucking kitchen in the last episode where they're just full-on camcorders sitting everywhere. Yeah, he comes into his shitty little hotel room and there's a naked woman on the bed and there's like a red camera light hidden <laughs> in an open cupboard. His favorite music's playing. She's my cherry pie. <laughs> he knows it was Nick. Nick and Zach because Nick Groff's album is playing. Torked out. Oh, God. Ew. Yeah, I'm into, like, leaving. As Nick goes to room 409, which I guess Renee just mentions that she sees a shadow man out there, the shadow boy. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Who cares? I'm overshadow people. It's dark and it's easy to confuse stuff. <laughs> Yeah. Shadow people and like dead brides are just played out. Our three things that we're voting off the island of paranormal <laughs> investigations are orbs, shadow figures. Oh, orbs have been over since the start. We've been over orbs for so long. Yeah. I'm so over orbs. Yeah. This is the in or the out uh, fashion report of the paranormal. Orbs, <laughs> yeah. shadow God. people, and sad ladies. Moving objects. Queen, you stay. The rest of you, 
sashay away and you know what could stay is really obvious bangs what they say sounds like footsteps but honestly eric i think this sounds much more like a old bearded gentleman (coughs) accidentally slipping on mud and falling down the stairs dude richard senate is actually a fucking exiled wizard if there's any community <laughs> where Richard said it would be welcome uh, with his voice of oh, many waters, it is Bisbee, Arizona. Bisbee. Oh my God. He's shown up and it's no longer mud. No, he's been fully tattooed. Yeah. Dark, dark splotches of brown yeah. and sticks and twigs. He's been made camo. What they didn't see when he, they were talking to Robert Moondragon earlier was that in Robert's tent was the naked figure of Richard Sennett peering at them. He had been tattooed from, from the head to waist, and they had only his legs to go by that night. But he knew he needed to help them with evidence. And if it's not a ghost that moved that shower curtain, it was certainly Richard Sennett. His, his, you know, his prehensile penis yeah. moved through the fucking, the, the drain yeah. <laughs> in, the tub, in the tub and snaked up and yeah. just tugged it. <laughs> yes, his, he rode a rooter that whole pipe system with his gigantic turgid dong to tug... If only, if only they had their heat sensors on, they would have seen a shine from the yeah. tub. And unfortunately for Richard, he didn't realize uh. he got the thing to move, and then he was cre- creeping away, but that water did get his toes wet, so he fucking <laughs> slipped and fell down the stairs. I just imagine the moment Zach goes, oh, oh, dude, oh, dude, and Nick looks just in time to see this thing go, slither back down. Yeah. <laughs> the head, the head, the head catches and does a little thump thump on and goes down. We saw the curtain move and we heard the wet slurp of a pipe clearing from some immense pressure. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. And this oh, is further fuck. brought this is further brought into reality because the second set of footsteps. They don't sound like footsteps. It sounds like an old man who just fell down, gave himself a moment, and it was like, okay, and started pressing up on the ground to get back up. And then perfectly, Nick does go like, is anyone there? And the EVP's like, no one's here. No one's here. No one's here. Nope. Nope. No. Okay. I will admit, though, that's an OMG fucking EVP. It is. It's so scary. Who's out there? If in the reality of this episode, it is not the the meta reality that we're establishing about Richard Sennett's dick rotorooting through the pipes and then slipping down the stairs, it is an OMG. And it, it's all brought home by another loud thump, which is caused by Nick's idiocy. <laughs> I love this too because they make such a they make such a big deal out of it. Cause they're like they're like playing it on multiple recorders and multiple cameras and they're like, dude, it's real. This happened. 
Uh, yeah. And it just turned out that Nick uh, Nick's X cam fell over that he had placed against the wall. <laughs> yeah, I I can imagine Aaron like realizing that's what happened and being like, "Dude, what? You do, you put it? It's on a tripod. You either open the legs." <laughs> or you play it down. Oh shit! It's so fitting though that Zach comes in with the fucking massively defensive evidence list at the end. This <laughs> is the weirdest thing. The, I I I think Billy, because they had like a lot of excitement. Like Nick calls them up, like, "Oh, let's talk about this, dude. We're getting so such good EVPs." And then it just cuts to Zach sounding done. Fucking yeah, yeah, done. Yeah, yeah, he's fucking so over it. <laughs> I want to know what happened. Yeah, did Billy lose the... And so now Zach's like, all right, so this is what we got at the Oliver house. It's uh, a couple EVPs, but hey, no visual evidence. Great. And here's what we got at the Copper Queen. Cool. Great. Did you like the episode? Oh, Bye. Shit. Zach signing off. Oh, man. So funny. Fuck. But before we leave... Did you catch the really weird setup that Zach's had in the outro? Uh, no. It's so strange. Because Zach, in the outro, sets up this, this question. Is the spiritual energy influencing the artists of this community, <laughs> giving them power? Are these old hippies tapping into that energy? And then maybe... One day, when all these fucking boomers die, maybe these dead hippies will, to quote, stretch beyond their creative mortality to haunt the town? Is that what you're implying? Are you saying that Robert Moondragon is going to come back as a ghost? Absolutely, he's coming back as a ghost. Yes. All of those people are going to be ghosts. Those people are ghosts already, dude. <laughs> They're fucking the walking dead, man. They're, They're all weird Tattooed lich kings. Yeah, they're straddling the veil <laughs> as we speak. Absolutely. They are not leaving this mortal coil. Uh -uh. They are coming back to play drums, smoke pot, and bug everyone. And to continue to vote Republican. <laughs> Unfortunately. Well, I don't know. I think they're probably going to vote for um, John F. Kennedy. <laughs> yeah, they're going to. Yeah, RF, RFK. RFK, gonna... Robert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're going to they're going to vote for John F. Kennedy Jr., um, but they're just going to write in Kennedy. And I, I think uh, Robert Moondragon is probably going to vote for Vermin Supreme, which he has in every election. <laughs> Very understandable because that is the archmage yeah um, and he is he is a very powerful archmage and he's got my vote <laughs> i'm ready to get out of here i'm ready to get the hell out of here i'm out sure i'm out get out i'm out i'm out good idea great idea well eric <sighs> speaking of votes do you vote in favor of this episode weirdly yes yeah this is a weird one because the boys are clearly over it Zach especially. Yeah. Zach's not happy to be in this fucking weird-ass town. I mean, the first thing that happened to him was he was touched by Robert Moondragon, and that just set the tone in a very bad way for him. Yes, it was bad. It's been a bad, bad fucking acid trip since, and he's not been having a good time. And But even still, 
they got better evidence than they've gotten in a long time. Yeah. And they debunked a lot, too. Like, the part we didn't even talk about where where randomly Aaron is climbing the stairs with a thermal camera and he sees a, uh, an outline of a person and it's just his reflection in a mirror, which... It gives credibility to the show because they could have easily left that in and it would be hard for the ob- observer of the show to notice that. Yeah. I would say this is like a top five episode. It's silly. It introduces wonderful characters. It has really interesting evidence, especially if you think about now, Zach, looking at it. Mm -hmm. For our purposes, I now love it even more after we talked about it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because of the metatextual (laughs) shit that we put into it. I love this episode. I really do. Highly recommend. Would watch it if on cable. I'd leave it. I'd leave it on. I'd leave it on. I'd open a bag of chips. Well, speaking of things to open. I think it's time for us to open a can of whoop ass on Zach Bagans as we challenge him to come fight us in the dark. <laughs> and and we're not going to hold back on any of our weird spells oh, or no. anything. It's Archmage time. This is very dangerous, guys. It's like we're going in for the attack. I would be ready to perform an exorcism. Show me your power. You guys are playing with fire. We know that Zack gets off on being a weirdo. Oh, yeah. A little bit weird. He's like straddling the edge of reality and the other side. He's a weird yeah. guy, dude. He's a little bit beyond what anyone can get. An edge runner, if you will. <laughs> he is. He loves being that person. That is part of his personality. That's part of his ego. He mm. gets to be like the weird guy. And... I have a very simple challenge for Zach. And I will be joining him in this challenge because it's a challenge between me and him and probably you. Okay, Um, okay. I'm I'm challenging Zach to a little little move. Mm. See, Zach in Vegas gets away with being a weird guy. Yeah. But in Bisbee, (laughs) I'm challenging Zach... To make it one year living (laughs) in Bisbee, Arizona. Because in Bisbee, Arizona, he's mistaken for a cop. (laughs) He's the most normie of normies. He's a Borosnoro. And nobody gives a shit about him. He's the least weird guy on the streets. And I don't think Zach's ego or brain can make it being surrounded by all the exiled archmages of history in a boring town where the only hot chick already hates him. And Joel, (laughs) you and I, growing up in Bellingham, Washington, another place that's got serious Bisbee, Arizona vibes. Oh, yeah. I I think we can adapt. Yeah, I I think we'll do fine. (laughs) These are our parents, you know? Absolutely. I've done enough psychoactive drugs to jump right in. Well, Eric, this is fascinating. This is such an interesting and potentially deadly Oh. Addition <laughs> to my challenge. Oh no. Because I think Zach is going to need an inoculation. He's going to need a case that gets him ready to live amongst the druids. <laughs> 
And we know that Zach loves solving crimes through paranormal research. That is what gets him turgid. <laughs> if it's not demons, it's solving crimes for dead dead sex workers. For dead for dead women specifically. Yes. Yes, yes. And I have one that he will not be able to resist and I think agreeing to this will lead to his downfall. Because you see Eric, in 1980, the bodies <laughs> of two women were found in Monongahela National Forest in West Virginia. And they had been shot dead. This is true. Okay, this is really intense. This is real. And to this day, no one has been brought to justice. There's been one false confession, and one person was wrongly imprisoned and released years later. The case is still cold. I think Zach, he's going to have to solve it. And to solve it, he has to go to the source where it all began. That's right, Eric. We need to send Zach to the Rainbow Gathering, the largest gathering of old white boober hippies in the oh, world. No! Zach oh will be brought to this party in the woods of inclusive peace and free love, and he oh. will be surrounded by the Robert Moon Dragons of America. Joel, this is perfect. Because while you've taken him to the the fucking rainbow gathering to overwhelm his senses, to absolutely saturate him with mm -hmm. all this intense fucking magical energy, perfect timing. That gives me plenty of time to move all his shit out of Vegas <laughs> and into Bismi, Arizona. Oh, that's right. As Zach is getting nasally assaulted by the smell of patchouli <laughs> and unwashed olds and visually dominated by cuddle piles of, of transforming into piles of gray dreadlocked whites clapping cheeks. He will be deafened by the sound of vaguely off-rhythm drumming and white people doing their interpretation of Native American singing. <laughs> I think this will be Zach's event horizon moment oh, where yes. it's just an assault on all senses so violent that it will bring him to the point of madness until a woman, a woman with dreadlocks, touches his lower back as he's done to so many other women and whispers in his ears, would you like me to unlock your root chakra, Sonny? <laughs> and he looks up and there's fucking Robert Moondragon holding his <laughs> eyeballs and he goes, Exy <laughs> He won't even be able to remember this, but he will wake up in Bisbee, Arizona Oh, but I've made his room look just like his room in in Vegas. So he wakes up in a false sense of security. Yeah. Things are a little off. He's like, huh, boy, that smell of patchouli is still really yeah. strong in my nostrils. It must have been a hell of a dream. <laughs> and that's when he, oh, he opens his windows like fucking Ebenezer Scrooge. <laughs> It's like the rainbow <laughs> gathering has come to town. <laughs> bonjour, 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 bonjour. <laughs> Robert Moondragon looks up, pounding a drum as a oh. woman dances naked in the street with her pubes dreadlocked all the way down to her knees. <laughs> and Zach's eyes just roll back in his head. <laughs> <laughs> his face elongates oh. in a, a silent scream that was stuck there permanently. <laughs> the dark. <laughs> <laughs> 
Zach, where you're going, you won't need eyes to see. <laughs> Just DMT, man. <laughs> oh, that's gorgeous. Is that all you can do is just make some stupid little noises? Because that's not going to make me scream like a little girl. Dance floor is yours. Show yourself. Well, Eric, that was that was great. <laughs> I'm proud of us. Hey, look at us. Look, hey, 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 Eric. Look, look at us. Look at what we're doing here. <laughs> we're doing real good work. Here. here we are. We're doing it. Hey, hey, you know what? I'm loving it. Ba ba da ba ba. Hey, what's happening next? Well, uh, Witches and Warlocks, thank you so much for joining us uh, on another successful episode of Come Fight Me in the Dark. We love you. We appreciate you. We got a shout out. The Reddit. We have a subreddit now because what of y'all hey, made it? Red. I think it was Red. Yeah, it was Red. Red. Red did it. Fuck Red yeah. made the Reddit. Fuck yeah. <laughs> we got some memes on there. I posted a a, a, a sad photo of Eric Hoofnagel. It's it's. We're going to be doing more stuff there. Which is Warlocks. Check us out there. Check us out next time as we go to the National Hotel in Nevada. In Nevada, silly. Fuck. <laughs> in Nevada, silly. In Nevada, silly. Fuck. <laughs> no, it's happening. One more time, Joel. Joel, do it. You, can, you I'm going to give it to you again. You can do this. Nevada City, California. Ooh, to investigate a historical hotel. The freeze frame image is a woman uh, doing a... Uh, it was about this big with her hands spread apart. And Zach looks bored. So who the fuck knows <laughs> what we're in for? <laughs> oh, God. A bunch of hyperbole about catching fish. Yeah, so join us next time for that. Witches and Warlocks, we love you. Eric. Hey. I love you, buddy. I love you, buddy. Hey. I'm, I'm going to go download Helldivers. Sick, dude. Do it. Holy shit. I will. I'll we'll see play. you in hell. Yeah, baby. <laughs> all right. Good night. Good night. All right, all you witches and warlocks. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. You can find us on Spotify, iTunes, Instagram, and Twitter at CFMITD. You can also join us on Patreon at CFMITD for exclusive content like our continued paranormal challenge series, Come Fight Me in the Dark After Dark for all the content that's too hot for the pod, and other exciting new content we come up with. Send us an email at comefightmeinthedark at gmail.com, and don't forget to check out our brand new website at comefightmeinthedark.com. Com for all the art, news, and merch we have. We love you all and have a good night. <laughs>